Hey there, welcome to episode four, Fire the Family podcast. Thanks so much for spending some time here today. Uh, This is going to be a fairly brief episode, um, and it's mostly going to have to do with my most recent post um, on the website, firethefamily.com, and it's how to create a budget in Excel using templates. Um, And I'm not going to go through the instructions on the podcast of what the post is all about, but I did want to talk about my experience and Kayla's experience with uh, using a budget and getting on that budget train. So a budget for us has been crucial in getting us to where we're at today. It's gotten us through some really tough times, some times where we didn't have very much money and we're trying to do a lot more with that money than uh, we would have been able to do had we not had a budget. Mostly we started with a budget when I was going back to school when I got out of the military. We didn't have, I didn't have a full-time job lined out. I actually got a, uh, an interim job at Barnes and Noble at the mall uh, in our local town. And my wife had started uh, being a full-time student again. She had about a year to finish her teaching degree. And then uh, I had started school. The, I got out of the military in November and I was starting school in January, so I had a few months where I needed to do something. And we were living with my parents because we had one kid at the time. And really, uh, if you know anything or knew anyone that has ever transitioned out of the military, it's not easy. It's kind of like getting out of prison. Uh, you have all the security. You have all this things, all these things taken care of for you. You have uh, all your needs are met. Uh, and then you, you give that up and you leave. You separate. And then you're kind of just out there on your own trying to figure out you know, what the next, what the next thing is. So I was waiting um, until January to start school, and I was uh, going hunt. I was actually out hunting with my dad, which was kind of cool to do since uh, it had been many years since I had done that with him. And uh, I had gotten the call from Barnes and Noble, said they were going to go ahead and hire me. And man, I, I think about that interview, and I was probably just so uptight and extreme for them compared to what they're used to hiring, you know, high schoolers and such. But I got the job and uh, I actually really enjoyed working there. I worked there for like eight months while I was going to school. And the next spring I had started uh, uh, at university and I had like four years to go. So I had a, a ways, a ways to go. Uh, well, I only worked at Barnes and Noble for about eight months. And then after that, I got a job working for the Washington Department of Veterans Affairs, and I basically was a veteran navigator as the title, and I ran the uh, veteran center on the university campus, and it was a branch campus of our state university, so it wasn't anything major. There's a couple thousand students, um, and we had a couple hundred veterans on the campus, and probably a dozen to two dozen veterans that actually came into the veteran center fairly regularly. So during this time, I was, uh, wasn't earning an actual income. I was getting a housing stipend of about 1200 bucks a month working for this uh, organization. It's similar to like the Peace Corps and how it operates. Uh, and then I was using the post-9-11 GI Bill, which I have some, some posts on a website about that. And then did a, a recent episode uh, outlining kind of how that worked. And basically, it pays your tuition, and then you get a, a basic allowance for housing uh, subsidy. So you get, uh, I got about 1400 bucks a month. Uh, just for living um, and going to school full time, and uh, so altogether I was making about twenty five, twenty six hundred dollars a month going to school full time, and then financial aid and grants, scholarships I was able to still get. So I had got um, a pretty decent amount of scholarships with the Pell Grant, and then um, uh, or scholarships I should say, and the Pell Grant, and so I, I did all right uh, going to school. Um, I didn't I didn't make out like a you know an absolute bandit, but it was it was enough for us to get by on. And, and Kayla was working as well, and she was <clears throat> working part time, and making a part time income. 
Um, and like I said, we were staying with my parents, so we were living there pretty much rent-free for a year, uh, which really helped us, really helped us getting on our feet. And I'm so thankful for the support that, uh, that they gave us. I, uh, you know, I can't, it's something you can never repay. And you just hope that, uh, I just hope that someday when one of my kids needs assistance like that, that I'll be, I'll be able to uh, step in and, and give them that help. Uh, so for us, uh, coming up with a budget and how we can take this money that we would get kind of in a lump sum during the financial aid uh, semester year, and uh, make it last, have to stretch it throughout the, uh, the school year. And after that first year, we ended up getting an apartment and um, things were going pretty well. And Kayla was out of school and she was working more uh, as a preschool teacher. And so things started actually getting a little bit better. Uh, but we were still, as a family, we we're still making less than four grand a month. Uh, quite a bit less, probably about three grand, probably three grand to 3,500 a month after taxes. And then uh, whatever we could get out of the financial aid uh, pool twice a year. So that's kind of where we were at. And our expenses weren't, were probably about that. We weren't saving hardly any money. Uh, and so we, uh, we needed a budget. So we took the amount of money that we would get in kind of a lump sum fashion. And we took the money that we would get each month. And then we would uh, use that to spread it and ration it throughout the, the rest of the semester. And many a times, the first few semesters, uh, there were we were about out. We were about out of money, and it was really scary and, and tough times, and 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 uh, it was it was just not easy. Um, and we failed. We failed with our budget for quite a while, and it was something that um, I felt like we were improving uh, slowly but surely, and we were getting to a place where. We felt like we, were, we had more control over our money um, and we knew that things were tight, but it was a relief to know when we had enough money that would last us the rest of the month or the rest of the semester. So that's where I really learned the power of, of budgeting and why it's, why, how useful it can be. And it's just something we've never, we've never looked back on. We've never wanted to go without a budget. Uh, so fast forward to where we are now and we use every, uh, Dave Ramsey's Every Dollar Budget app and it's just the it's been the greatest thing for our marriage and for our family and for our finances. Um, number one, it's a tremendous help with financial communication. Kayla and I can look at this. We can pull it up in our on our phones or on the on the computer anytime we want. We can look and see what we've spent, where it's gone. And the idea of the every dollar budget is that every dollar that you bring in for income has a purpose and it's got a place to go. Whether that is you know, savings, um, a bill, whether it's groceries or some lifestyle expense, if it's um, uh, paying off some debt, if it's, uh, you know, church offering, whatever it is, the idea is, is that every single dollar that you have that comes in needs to go somewhere. And so knowing that, hey, we're putting X amount into emergency fund because uh, that's what's left over. Uh, is really great, and then you can look and see what your savings uh, rate is, and so it'll show you exactly what it is. So, for example, if I go to let's say October, Kayla's going to be up and running, teaching full time for the school district as a kindergarten teacher. I'm pretty pretty much ramped in my account management position uh, since I've just uh, moved here and got moved into it and got promoted in June to it, um, and I can see in October that if we make the income that is expected, then which the way I do our income. Uh, Kayla's is expected because it's a base salary. Mine is salary plus commission, so I just err on the lower side of what my lower paychecks have been. And if it's above that, then great, more money just goes into savings. Um, so I can see right now that my savings rate for October is likely going to be 35%. And I can see that 19% is going to housing, 
Uh, 12% is going to food. 19% is going to childcare, which is obnoxious. Uh, and then 3% phone and internet. 2% insurance and tax. 5% lifestyle, which is like allowances and um, you know haircuts and diapers and wipes and all that stuff and pets and um, some kids' clothes and all that goes into lifestyle for us. And then I can see that we spend 3% of our total income on transportation, which is pretty awesome, which is uh, gas, bill, you know, car payments or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's such a nice thing to see. I can see our total income. I can see how much of that total income we've spent if I'm in the current month and how much is remaining. Uh, and then as you spend, it just shows up in transactions and you just drag it over into, uh, into its spot in the category. And it's just, it's the easiest thing ever. We tried mint. We tried, uh, can't remember the other ones. Um, now I can't remember them. Anyways, we tried a couple of the apps and this one just worked the best. And I think it was free to start. And if you want some of the other features, it's like a hundred bucks a year, which is a lot. And being a financial, you know, uh, independence podcast focused on frugality and minimalism it's a i mean that's it's not you know a low amount that's what eight bucks a month or something but uh it saved us thousands it saved us thousands of dollars uh, using it so i'm happy to support you know dave ramsey and what he does and and uh he's got such a great heart and i love listening to him um i don't listen to as much as anymore as i used to but uh uh, yeah, he, I, you know, I don't mind supporting what he does in his organization at all. Uh, plus, I'm getting a ton out of it, and it's just so easy. And it, Kayla and I stick with it, and that's the biggest thing is sticking with the budget. So coming up with something that is simple, that's easy for you to understand, and easy to communicate with your spouse about and get them on board is all just super, super important. Um, and so what this has allowed us to do, it's allowed us to have three kids. It's allowed us to earn uh, three degrees between the two of us uh, since getting out of the military. It's allowed us to uh, buy new used vehicles, two of them. We have a Ford Explorer from 2015 with less than 60,000 miles, and we've got, we just got the 2017 Accord with 12,000 miles. And it's allowed us to do things like that without having to like stretch the budget or try to fit a car payment in there. Uh, it's, it becomes a non-issue, uh, which is such a nice thing to have. It's allowed Kayla and I to go on vacations together. Uh, we went to Las Vegas for like four or five days in May, and the boys stayed here with her parents. It's allowed us to go on trips and vacations with the family. Um, it's just allowed us a tremendous amount of flexibility and, and a lot of freedom. Um, and there's some famous quotes out there about uh, basically having to do with, uh, you know, having having some having boundaries, strict boundaries, and it's actually more freeing to have that. And Kayla and I give each other an allowance, which is kind of a crazy thing to say. And a lot of people kind of balk when they hear it. They're like, "What are you talking about?" You know, she makes her money, and you make your money. And like, yeah, our, our, most people that get married, I believe, uh, combine their finances, and I hope they do. But uh, a lot of people still retain separate accounts, and they like to have their money, uh, some of their money, separate. Which, you know, down the road might be something that Kayla and I consider. And if, you know, that's something that she really wants to do. This is the first time she's ever worked full time. So I'm kind of interested to see how, how she feels about all that. But uh, up to this point, all of our money has always been combined. From the day that we, we got married and combined to, uh, bank accounts, Kayla had about $3,000 to her name and I had nothing. I had a, I had a loan out to uh, the jewelry store because of uh, the engagement ring that I bought her. That's, that's the amount of money I had to my name. It was like a $1,000 loan. Uh, and so that's 
from that point on, we our money's always been combined, and it's always been for our kids. It's always been for our goals, and we've always had the same goals. We want to have the, we want to live a happy, a good, happy life, raise our kids um, to be good people, and give them everything that they need. Make sure that they don't go without. Uh, teach them a lot of life lessons and have a lot of great experiences. And what we found is that we don't need to have separate bank accounts where I can go spend without her knowing what it is or she, she can't do the same. And, and if she needs clothes or if I need clothes and we take some money out and we go get, we go get the clothes that we need, it's not, neither of us are stingy about our money. Neither of us are, um, you know, bring up the fact that one may make more than the other, unless it's a joke and uh, we're just messing around with each other. Uh, but that's why our, Everything, our marriage has been so, I won't say easy, but it's been so effortless uh, for us is because we kind of grew up together. We got married when we were 19. We started dating when we were 17 and uh, really have never looked back since. And this, where we're at today is where we wanted to be 10 years ago. And we've, we've really uh, developed and um, made our dreams a reality. And, and uh, once we got to where we wanted to be when we were teenagers, now, then it's like, hey, where do we want to go next? And you got to set your sights on where that is and then put all your efforts and all your focus onto that. And the budget really helps us do that. So we decided last year to go down this fire path and, and uh, become financially independent. And we know it's going to take us a decade or more, um, but uh, it's something that is, is what is best for our family and will ultimately give us a different lifestyle than what we had growing up. And it'll give us a lot more opportunity and freedom and a chance to see the world and the nation and maybe live in some cool places and, um, you know, really just live a, a different life. And so what uh, our plan is, is to spend the time that we have with the boys and live, live kind of that minimal, minimalistic life. We don't plan on buying a, uh, a camper trailer. We don't plan on, um, you know, buying a giant fancy house. We don't plan on just, you know, buying brand new vehicles and, and throwing our money away and just, uh, you know, on all the things that people do. Uh, but we do plan on, um, kind of renovate, finish renovating the house that we're in. We do plan on having reliable vehicles and it's something that we, uh, we we're happy with where we're at and where, where our level of spending is right now is what I should say. And so we spend about not counting childcare, about four grand a month. Um, that's food, that's housing, that's basically everything. And we have everything that we need, uh, that we don't, we don't feel like we're, uh, going without by any means. So if we were to increase our spend, it would just be uh, discretionary. It'd be on kind of some frivolous things and things that uh, aren't going to probably last very long. So uh, kind of to end, put a put a period on this rant here is is to say that we, um, we're happy with the amount of money we're spending today. The rest of the money is going to go into savings and we're going to invest it. And when the boys are old enough to go to college or join the military or move out of the house and whatever they choose to do, uh, Kayla and I will have a nice nest egg built up so we can we can be the financial support for our kids if they need it. We can move around the nation. We can go on trips. We can travel. Uh, we can do all the things that we uh, wanted to do as young people. But because we decided to have a family at a young age, we just uh, weren't able to do that to the full capacity. So um, that's the idea. The idea is to be able to choose when, where, what, how, and who we work for and what we what projects we work on. That's really important to me to be able to do. I don't want to ever have to work uh, somewhere because I absolutely have to, um, especially if it's somewhere that I hate. I love where I work today. It's a great place to work. I love showing up there every day. I love the nature of the work. 
but if that were to change tomorrow, I would like to be able to have the opportunity or the, the freedom, the financial freedom to be able to uh, look at other opportunities and, and possibly go somewhere else if needed. But you can't do that if you're financially strapped, if you don't have money, if you don't have money in savings and an emergency fund, if you don't have money invested, if you don't have a decent net worth. Uh, so as it stands today, that's what our main focus is, is, uh, getting our net worth up there, getting our investments in as quickly as possible, because we started the game a little bit late. Uh, we started in our mid twenties and, uh, you know, we should have already been, uh, heavily investing while I was in the military and uh, at a, as a young person would be way far farther ahead than we are today. But, uh, you know, I had to go through and learn a few things about, uh, investing and about trading and about, uh, handling my money. So, um, I'm, I'm so thankful that Kayla's on the same board with me, but I highly recommend, highly, highly recommend uh, getting a budget in place and at least discussing that with your significant other. Um, and if they're completely against it, you know, it might be worth just just finding out why. Uh, do you know, you know, their financial situation? Do you know if they have credit cards that you don't know about? Do you know if they, uh, you know, how they are with their money, if they're, how much they're actually spending. And it's similar to, uh, to working out and getting in the fitness lifestyle. And for me, I'm a hard gainer. Well, that's the title I gave myself as a young person. I always had a tough time gaining weight. I worked out like crazy. I've worked out for the last decade, um, more than the last decade. And, uh, I have it down. I, I know what I'm doing in the gym. I'm comfortable in the gym. Uh, but it's been difficult for me to see the gains that I, you know, see others making or saw others making up until the last couple of years uh, when I realized and found out that it's really just what, how I'm eating. Uh, and I've never been the best eater. I've ate, you know, ate a lot of junk food, uh, would go hours without eating and just not giving my body the nutrients it needs to grow. And once I fixed that, then, uh, you know, then things changed and I was able to, I've been able to put on quite a bit of weight and now I'm almost up to 190, which I'm super happy about, uh, by the way. But with that being said, a lot of people that are in that same boat when it comes to fitness, uh, one side or the other, whether you're uh, thin and you want to gain weight, whether you're uh, overweight and you want to lose weight, what people don't realize is how much in, they're actually, how much food they're actually taking in. Uh, once you start tracking your calories, uh, you can find out, man, I'm just not eating enough or man, I'm eating way too much. And budgets are the exact same thing. You think you know what you're spending on, but you you don't. A lot of people have subscriptions. A lot of people have uh, uh, an outflow of cash that they don't realize is happening. And we still have a few that I'm like trying to tie up like $5 a month and I can't figure out how to get, how to cancel it or how to get rid of it. Um, little things like that. And if you're, if you're leaking like that out of your, out of your bank account, uh, that money is just is just wasted. If you if you find out that you're wasting one, two, three hundred dollars a month, if you were to just turn around and invest that every every month for the rest of your life, you would have a very very great life. You'd be able to retire. You'd have um, you'd have a nice security built up, uh, and you know there's there's some there's some benefit to budgeting. A lot of it, even if you just do it for a little while, or um, you know if you find out like us that it's just a really great way to live, then uh, then you can just continue doing it. And I don't foresee us ever not having a legitimate budget like the one we have today and uh, that's really all i have to say on the matter it's kind of a soapbox rant but uh I, i'm interested in hearing anybody's uh thoughts on the matter and uh, you can you can visit the site at firethefamily.com uh, i'm trying really hard to put up really quality content uh it's going to be coming out i'm hoping to, to get to where i'm going twice a week and uh and can and can give some insight onto our experience our journey um, how we got to where we're at and how we plan to get to where we want to be. And again, I just, I'm thankful for, uh, 
for you listening to this and spending some time with me today. I hope you have a great, uh, what day is today? Tuesday. I hope you have a great Tuesday and uh, we'll catch you guys, uh, catch you guys on the next one. Thanks.